AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota, Brett Johnson with you. And right now, I am happy to be joined by one of the hosts we have here at AM 950. That would be Ellie Krug, who hosts Ellie 2.0 Radio, which you can hear every Saturday at 10 a.m. and Sundays at 1 p.m. As Ellie is entering the world of politics and has decided to run for the school board in eastern Carver County. So today... We are going to be talking a little bit about Ellie's campaign, why she's running, and what issues she would like to highlight if she is elected to the Eastern Carver County School Board. Ellie, thanks for coming on today. Hey, Brett. Thanks for having me. I'm on the other side of the interviews. Exactly, <laughs> Mike, yes. Mike, I'm thrilled to be here. Thanks. Obviously, you and I have known each other for years. I'm sure a lot of our listeners are familiar with you, but in case people haven't heard of Ellie Krug before, uh, tell us a little bit about your background. Who is Ellie Krug? Well, okay, it's a long and sordid story, but uh, <clears throat> you know, I am I am uh, uh, a lawyer by training, and and for nearly thirty years, I was a civil trial lawyer. Uh, first in Boston, I went to law school in Boston, Boston College, and then learned how to try jury cases in federal and state court in downtown Boston. What a it was a great way to learn how to be a trial lawyer. Trust me, back in the early eighties. And then moved back to Cedar Rapids, Iowa, where I had grown up. I had, at that point, at that time, I, you know, presented as a man. I had married my high school sweetheart, and we built built this incredible life in Cedar Rapids until my gender identity issues uh, could no longer be suppressed. And, and in the spring of 2009, I came out as um, the true me, as Ellie Krug, not as a man, but as a woman. And, but eventually, you know, I ended, by that time, I was divorced from my wife. She didn't want to be married to a woman, and I understood that. And and uh, I eventually lost my law firm and came back up here and started all over again. And for 10 years, I was living in downtown Minneapolis. And um, during part of that, ran an, a legal access nonprofit, and, and which won an American Bar Association award. I also started doing a lot of training and speaking on diversity, equity, and inclusion issues across the country. And I left the nonprofit and just started doing that work full time. That's what I do now. And I moved out to Victoria to get a dog. <laughs> That's really what the story is. To get a dog. I, I couldn't raise a golden retriever puppy from puppy to full grown dog on the 12th floor of a downtown Minneapolis condo. So I moved out to Victoria, bought a house. And I mean, I have great privilege. I will acknowledge that. And, and got the dog and, and started living out here. Now, you originally weren't thinking about running for office whatsoever here during 2022, but a few weeks ago, your your mind sort of changed on this issue. So walk us through why you did end up deciding to run. So so earlier this year, Brett, I um, found out that Eastern Carver County Schools had a director of equity. And, you know, this is the kind of work I do. And I speak, uh, you know, even before moving to Victoria, I, I speak to a lot of students um, a lot, and including a lot of LGBTQ students. They have these things called GSAs, Gender Sexuality Alliances, sometimes they're gay-straight alliances, you know, and I've talked to them because young, young kids generally, but particularly young LGBTQ kids, need to have some idea that it's possible to survive. And so I reached out to, in January or February of this year, I reached out to Eastern Carver County Schools and I said, hey, I, this is me. This is the kind of work I do. Um, would you like to collaborate? And, you know, all freebies. And so they, they were very enthusiastic about it. 
And then, you know, and by early April, I was sitting in classrooms with um, District 112 Eastern Carver County schools, students, mainly LGBTQ students, talking to them, telling them that they were worthy, that they mattered, you know, talking about what mantras they had in their heads. That's the thing that all of us humans, this loop that we say to ourselves every day, whatever it may be, positive or negative, you know, and then listening to them about the things that they were concerned about, like, you know, you know, being bullied. And, and that's not just at District 112. It happens across the country, you know, or be made to feel other, you know, or things like that. And so, and then I trained uh, the uh, the teachers on how to be welcoming to um, transgender uh, kids and youth. And then ultimately, um, I trained all of the administrators in this, you know, the principals, vice principals, and the deans at the school district on gray area thinking, um, uh, which is a training that I've given five or 600 times about human inclusivity. People love that training. And so, and the, and the school administrators all loved it. Well, along the way, somebody said to me, Ellie, you know, we've, I've seen you, I've talked to you. Um, there are four seats open in the district one, one, two, uh, school board election coming up. I think you should run. And Brett, I tell you, I had not, you know, um, as I have said on my show when I announced about running that, you know, I'd been a real big advocate for other people to get involved, you know, and I write, write about things and I write that children should be protected and all, all children should be protected and that, you know, we need to instill in children the sense of curiosity about the world to go forward because the world is changing. It is a very diverse world. I've been telling other people to do that, but I had never been told myself to do that. You know, and considering that I'm 65 and considering this is kind of like you either do it or you don't, okay, um, kind of age, some would say I'm probably past doing it, but at any rate, I decided to do it. I decided to get into the race, decided to throw my hat in the ring and run for one of the, one of the four open board seats in District 112. Now, I had a chance to read a column that you wrote in Minnesota Women's Press when you announced your candidacy and talked a little bit about why you're running. And, and you did have some concerns from the fact that, well, there could be many citizens who are not happy about the fact that a transgender woman is going to be running for the school board. And you were concerned about how that might impact LGBT kids in the community if they yep. if you're attacked negatively. But you brought up an interesting point in that column talking about how it's actually inspired a lot of the LGBT kids. LGBTQ kids in the community. Yeah. So I'm, you know, so the, you know, LGBTQ kids already have a lot of trauma. I mean, all they have to do is open up social media, read about what's going on in the country. You know, I mean, at this point, 17 states have passed laws prohibiting transgender kids, primarily transgender girls from playing in sports. I mean, my, my God. Okay. Um, and I was worried that if I got attacked because I'm transgender, that that would add to the trauma of these kids, but I, again, trying to do some due diligence, reached out to a very uh, well, well, well respected um, elected official in Minnesota who happens to be LGBTQ and talked with that person about it. And that person's response back to me was, Ellie, don't worry about it. Don't worry about what's going to happen to the kids because, first of all, we don't know if you're going to get attacked. But secondly, all that matters is they're going to see you running and that's going to tell them that it's okay to be who they are. It's going to inspire them. 
maybe to be braver. And, you know, I, I needed to hear that from that elected official. <clears throat> and I was very, very grateful that they spent the time to talk to me. You know, but Brett, I'm, I'm not only just running for the LGBTQ kids in District 112. I'm running for all the, all the students, you know, and, and I'm running for the parents because, yeah, you know, I mean, there are a lot of different issues. I mean, uh, there's a, so, so to, to capsulate it, there are, there are four open seats, but Brett, there are 12 candidates. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot of candidates and not many seats. Yeah. And two of the candidates are incumbents, you know, and, um, and then there's a slate of four uh, who are the, we only want to teach, you know, we only want you teaching, reading, you know, arithmetic, science, and maybe athletics people who are not in favor of a diverse curriculum, not in favor of, you know, diversity, you know, generally, okay? At least that's the way they're talking in their meetings as they go and, and campaign, because <clears throat> I've heard it, um, you know, so there's a slate of four running together and, and they've got their campaign signs. <clears throat> they got all four names on it, you know, elect us as a slate. And they, so we got that going on. We got some other things going on. And of course, I'm new. I have the least name recognition of any of the candidates in the district. Um, but I have had people, Brett, I, you know, so I'm, I'm, you know, I'm learning some basic rules about campaigns, about elections, and I'm learning that people show up. You know that? They really show up. And I've got a, a core group of about five people that are checking in with me regularly. One that helped me with a website, get a website up, you know, at elie4district112.com. And um, who, uh, you know, these people are just backing me and they're, they're giving me all kinds of support. So, yeah, I, I'm amazed. I really am. And then people are asking for yard signs and, and you know, people are, at, you know, contributing to the campaign. And it's just, I'm blown away. I really am. On one of your more recent episodes of LE 2.0 Radio, uh, at the end of uh, your last segment, you brought up something that, that caught my interest when you said that you're making an effort to meet all of the other candidates who are running for school board in eastern Carver County. And I think that's such an important thing to do when we have such a divided political time right now. Yep. Obviously, when we look at federal and even statewide offices, it's oftentimes, well, I'm running against the enemy to make sure that they don't get an office. And that's even permeated its way down to some of these local elections yep. as well. And I, I think that's refreshing to hear that you actually are trying to make an effort to meet these other candidates. So you at least have a face with the name if they do end up going negative. Like, well, I actually know Ellie Krug. I don't want to go on and have a negative attack and say, this is the enemy. We can't allow this person to be in office. So talk a little bit about that effort of going out to meet those other candidates. Well, it's not only that. It's also, what if they get elected? What if I get elected? Okay. I mean, you know, <clears throat> you got to be able to work together, right? I mean, <clears throat> that's that nonpartisan thing. And that's, you know, I mean, we have much politics where they're not working together in America right now. You know, I, you know, Brett, I just, um, I, I believe as, as everybody has heard me say multiple, multiple times that 98% of all people are good. They have good empathetic hearts. I mean, 2%, yeah, they've got some problems, but, and I, I just, I think that for, for much, not all, but much of the intolerance that goes on is that we're afraid of what we don't know. Right. You know, and, 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 and we're afraid of other, um, and, and, 
but if we can get to know people who are other, that much of that fear goes away, you know, and, and maybe the intolerance starts to fade, you know, maybe it still stays, but maybe it's not as strong, you know, um, or repulsive as it would have been. But I, we got to walk the walk, Brett. And, you know, I, I, I'm, I am kind of fearless, um, relatively. I am, I've been down. I mean, look at what's happened in my life, okay? I mean, you know, with all that's gone on in my life, sitting down for an hour across from somebody that may be different from me and maybe has some intolerant views, you know, I don't think that that's all that difficult, okay? <laughs> Absolutely. And talking a little bit more about your background, that's exactly what you have experience doing as well, interacting with people who probably disagree with you on whatever issue. You've obviously have served, you've been a lawyer before, you're, you're an inclusivity trainer, you've served on an HOA board. So you're certainly yeah. used to interacting with people who have very differing viewpoints. And I imagine that's something you would like to bring to the school board since, uh, as we've seen over the past year and a half, school board meetings have been very contentious and very emotional. They have. And, and, you know, I, I, I would like to think that I'm going to bring compassion. I, you know, some, some, uh, uh, transparency, but I think most of all, I'm going to bring the ability to, to lead and represent. I mean, you know, people get it, you know, we've got people running, you know, in Congress, we've got people running at school boards or whatever, where they're supposed to represent people. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm here to report that the art of representing people is an art. I mean, it, it's something that you have to develop and understand, you know, you, you, you know, not to demean insurance sellers. Okay. You know, brokers, and that's all great, but you're not in the business necessarily of representing people, you know? And, and I am, I mean, for 40 years, a lawyer, what does a lawyer do? A lawyer represents the interests of others. You put your interests aside Okay, you put maybe your opinions about things aside and you represent the interests of others. You do the best you can to protect their interests. And that is how I am approaching this school board thing. I am, I have a track record of representing, I think very effectively, other humans. And I think that that's what a school board is about. It's about you know, making decisions, creating the vision for, for the district, you know, full, falling through, engagement with the community, engagement with the business leaders. Brett, do you know that, that District 112 is the largest employer in Carver County? Oh, I did not. Yeah, it employs more people than any other business in Carver County. 1,500 people and plus. And so it it is... You know, and each of those individual schools have their own, you know, they part sub budgets of the, but I mean, some of those schools have larger budgets than major businesses in just the school, like the, like the high school, than major businesses in Carver County. And so it's about understanding stuff like that. And, and, you know, and, and just, you know, you come to me and say, what about this issue? What about, you know, my answer is going to be, look, I don't know about this yet, but I'll study it. I will do what a lawyer would do, which is ask questions, you know, do your research, consult the experts, figure out what the most suitable answer or set of answers may be, 
and then go back to people and talk to them about it. That's what a lawyer does. <laughs> That's, you know, and lawyers are problem solvers. And I, you know, I, I, I've solved a lot of problems in my life. Speaking with Ellie Krug, who is running for the school board of Eastern Carver County Schools District 112. And I want to talk about some academic issues because we've seen over the past few weeks test results being released around the state and around the country showing that students have most certainly fallen behind in all sorts of categories uh, ever since COVID, of course, took hold. So what sorts of challenges do you think Eastern Carver County schools face in terms of academics? And what would you like to do to uh, help improve? Well, I, I want to say right off the bat, I think the educators at District 112 are rock stars. I mean, they, like other educators across America, have had to deal with COVID, you know, but I've had the, I've had the opportunity to sit in classrooms and watch them interact with the students as I've gone into the classrooms, which is just amazing. I, 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 I cherish them. I really do. And I've told them that I cherish them. And so, but test scores, you know, um, one of the things I've found on this uh, as I've been campaigning is that, as it turns out, somewhere between 10 and 20% of families decide not to let their kids take tests. Okay. And if you don't take a test, if you don't take the standardized test, that goes towards the negative category of the percentages, okay? It's still counted, okay? And it's counted negatively, not like, it, it, it's not, it goes into the mix. And so there's a fair percentage of parents that don't have their kids in 112 taking standardized tours. So that kind of skews some of the test scores. However, there is, you know, there is the need um, to, to deal with some of the basics for sure, okay? We want 10th graders reading at 10th grade level. We don't want 10th graders reading at third grade level, okay? Not just in District 112, in any school in Minnesota, anywhere in America. There's also the disparities. So just like there is in, in Minneapolis, just like there is in any other school in Minnesota, there is a disparity by many percentage points between the third grade children of color, third grade, reading at third grade level, and white children, white color children, reading at third grade level. It, it, it is a huge schism between those two groups in, in District 112, as well as across the state of Minnesota. Now, does that mean District 112 is, you know, racist or has anything? No, it does not mean that. It doesn't mean that for any other school. It just means there are things baked into the education system in America, not just in 112, in America that we need to address and we need to deal with in a more comprehensive way than what we've been dealing with now. For example, getting, getting tutors involved, like early, early, like not at 10th grade, getting tutors involved in second grade, okay? And, 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 and helping children to understand, get them ignited about the power of, of reading because it'll open up all kinds of doors. For, for humans. But I think that we need to talk about this. We need to be um, compassionate and comprehensive about how we deal with this. We need not to shame anybody about the test scores, but we got to deal with it. You know, we have to deal with it. Sorry, I'm pounding on the table. <laughs> oh, it's all right. Well, I, I was reading through your website as well. And, and when you're talking about why people should vote for you, you do highlight that it's important to make sure we are preparing our students for the future. So yeah. I'd like you to talk a little bit more about that, about uh, what you would like to see on the school board to help students prepare more for a future uh, beyond high school and beyond being in District 112. Yeah, so that, I mean, this is the deal, Brett. I mean, we have 
you know, we have constituencies where we're like, no, don't, we don't want you to teach that. Brett, you're aware of the book bans that are going on across Absolutely. America right now. I think it's just a matter of time before they start showing up here in Minnesota with regularity, um, you know, efforts to ban books. You know, what that's doing is that narrows the world. That narrows the world of our students. Well, as it turns out, this world is a big, big, diverse world. There's a whole lot going on. You know, we've got employers with, with uh, teams of people with different skin colors, different religions, born in different countries. These are people running companies. These are people that are, you know, in the middle of companies, in the, in the bottom of companies. These are, it's a diverse workforce. And we've got to talk about and promote a sense of curiosity about the world, not one that, that retrenches, but that makes that where we encourage. And I know that, I mean, this is in the mission, certainly, of District 112, you know, that, that we, we encourage, we have to encourage in multiple ways that students be open to learning more about the world. That means going to, getting involved with people that you might consider other, but getting to know them, going to places. You know, there's this, there's this movement that, you know, we, we don't want our students to move away from Minnesota. I'm like, let's get them graduated from District 112. By the way, Brett, did you know District 112 graduates 99, last year, 99% of its students? Wow. That is, that's, a, that's like 20 percentage points. Well, no, 11 percentage points, 13, 14 percentage points, way higher than the standard in the state. But why don't we do this? Let's get them graduated. Let's encourage them to go to college somewhere else, okay? Go outside of Minnesota or trade school, okay? It doesn't have to be four-year college. It can be a two-year college. It can be a trade school. Go somewhere else. Go live there for three or four or five years. Go do that, okay? Learn what it's like to live in those places and then come back. Come back to our community. Come back home. Come back to Minnesota. And then bring with you all the stuff you've learned. The stuff that's made you great leader, the stuff that made you smarter about a particular application. But come back and then be part of our communities and lead us then. Can you imagine, Brett, how much different Minnesota would be if we did if we had that kind of policy? I think it would be, yeah, much better. Absolutely. You know? I mean, you know, in my most recent show, we you know, Katie White, who had the heart transplant, talked about you know, how Minnesotans are closed. Remember, she used that word, closed. They'll give you the address to some, any place except their own house, you know. And it's unfortunate that that is, there's some truth to all of that, right? Oh, absolutely, yeah. Very much a Midwest and Minnesota thing, yes. And some, I think some of that is because we don't take risks. You know, you go, and you go to college some other state, you... I mean, not that, I, I mean, I love, you know, the Minnesota educa higher education system. I'm not trying to diss it. But if you go to a college in another state, you're taking a risk. You're going away. You have to meet new people. And what that does is it instills in you, hey, I can handle the risk. And maybe I can take more risks in the world. Maybe I can get to know more people. And in the process, learn more things. That's the sense of, of curiosity that I want us to instill in all of our students. You know, and the workforce of the late 20s and the early 30s, Brett, way different than what it is now. It's going to be. America is blending. I've said this on my show. I've talked about how we're blending in skin colors. We've got people, all kinds of pe people of different skin colors getting married and having children. And it's just, to me, it's a big, beautiful world. 
Final question for you, Ellie. How can people get involved with your campaign? Oh, my God. Uh, reach out to me. You know, you reach out. You can just contact the campaign via the website, Ellie for district 112.com. You can email me at Ellie for district 112 at gmail.com or Ellie J Krug at gmail. You know, I'll, I'll, you can reach me at my regular Gmail. Um, and please, uh, you can, uh, you can contribute, which would be great. You can help me door knock Brett. I'm going to start door knocking for school board. Can you believe I'm going to do that this coming weekend? Door knock. Just do it while it's warm outside. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you can help. You can ask for a sign for your yard. You can, you know, help me in any other way. We'll probably end up doing some kind of phone banking. You know, it's still, it's a school board. So there's only so much. (laughs) Well, make sure you check out the website, ellie4district112.com. That's ellie4district112.com. We have been speaking with Ellie Krug, who is running for the school board in Eastern Carver County, District 112, about her campaign. Ellie, thanks so much for coming on today. Thanks for having me, Brad. I really appreciate it. Thanks so very much. Well, that's just about all the time we have for the show today. Again, this has been Brett Johnson filling in for Matt McNeil. By the way, Matt should be back in the hosting chair coming up on Monday, so look forward to that. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you then.